0: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Slice Up Your Life. I'm your host, Rachel Bedell, and you made it to episode three. Happy Thursday, you guys. I don't know about you, but the weather in Chicago has been absolutely killing me. Um, It's really rainy and cloudy in the morning and on the way home from work. Actually, I take that back. It's really rainy and cloudy on my way to work, and then when my day's done and I'm tired, it's sunny. I don't get it. Anyways this week i was able to sit down with a very good friend brandy if you listened to my first episode you heard her name then um but she is hilarious and i love her um she's full of jokes and one-liners and full of life but she also breaks down and gets pretty vulnerable with us so i appreciate her being open and honest um throughout this whole conversation so I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Um, she's one of my good friends, but it was great to kind of break it down and get into the nitty gritty of it all. So here's my conversation with Brandy Britt. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for being on Slice Up Your Life.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of
0: course. What do, where were you this weekend? You had Portillo's, but you weren't in Illinois.
1: I know they just opened one in Davenport Iowa like praise be because um, my life just got a little bit better because it's just a mere 45 minutes to an hour away now Um, (laughs) mom is sad because she thinks it's some you know one of the only reasons I go home but it's not true mom I just really love Portillo's as well so
0: (laughs) you'll still just you'll just have to go was yeah and not get port well you can just get portillo still you can just get
1: it twice as yeah long. i'll just get it in both places now which is great Double you know whammy.
0: was it as right. good as the portillos in illinois
1: yeah just as good davenport iowa was straight killing it on their portillos game really proud of them really proud of them god god <laughs> um
0: well i obviously know a lot about you but do you want to give a, the people a little blurb of who you are
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Um, a little blurb, huh? Um. Well, yeah. My name is Brandy. I enjoy long walks walks on the beach. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um. <laughs> um no, I. Uh, I'm originally from Plano, Illinois. Plano. Small town. Yeah, Plano games. Uh, small town southwest of Chicago. Um, I came to Iowa when I for college. Um, and then I never left the state of Iowa cause I just loved it so much. And so, uh, I graduated in 2015 and now I work in our athletic communications office, um, mainly covering our women's basketball team and along with, um, women's golf and field hockey and men's gymnastics. So, um, yeah, i just, I call myself a transplant Iowan. We'll own that. And you, accepted it. Yeah, and I guess I didn't really describe ast- me as a person. I just described what I do, but, you know, that'll do.
0: We'll, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. The, people, the people will figure you out as it goes. Oh, thank God. You know, I just <laughs>
1: want to give them what they want, you
0: know? Yeah, totally. They'll figure <laughs> out who the heck Brandy Brun is. Um, well, you touched on one of the things for sure. Obviously, women's basketball people don't know. I, mm-hmm. Well, I worked with Brandy at women's basketball stuff, but you went on the Megan tour this spring, I guess, when it – what winter spring. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about that whole experience and maybe explain what I mean by Megan Dork.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Megan Gustafson, if you haven't heard of her, maybe I am not doing my job. Um, but Megan Gustafson was the national player of the year uh, for women's basketball. So quite a big deal. Um, and she just kind of took the country by storm in her playing career wise. And so we got to take the country by storm after she was done playing, to collect all these awards. So, um, in the month of April, um, we went from... North Carolina was where our last game was. We flew back to Iowa. Went from Iowa to Tampa for the Final Four. She reaped in, like, four awards there. It was crazy. Um, Then flew back to Iowa for, like, a day. Uh, Got to repack the suitcase, do some laundry. Went to uh new york city for uh the wmba draft uh she was drafted there by dallas which is cool and then i had actually booked like a one-way flight to new york because i didn't know if i was going to get to go to la with her or not oh yeah i forgot about for that. a different award show so talk about scary like booking a one-way ticket to new york like well we'll see where life takes you brandy well and too, usually like this was
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure I know this, but like usually when you're just traveling with the team, you're not having to book your own stuff. This was the first time. Yeah. Like, other than like conferences like NACTA or whatever.
1: Yeah. Shout out to our director of ops, Katherine Reynolds for making my life easy for so long. But yeah, we had to kind of <laughs> book our own trips, you know. Um. So then I, I did get to go to L.A. So we flew straight from New York to L.A., which I felt like a movie star. Um, Seriously. and I feel like that's just the life you live. It's a long flight. Um, just so you know, well, you then, actually
0: were a semi movie star. Was it in New York?
1: It's true. Um, Oh yeah. I was on good morning America. Yeah. Just a little tidbit. I'm famous. So, um, you know, I know you had to go, uh, through my agent to book me on this podcast. I did, So I did. it's pretty, pretty big time. Um, I was thinking roles
0: were reversed. You're always having to do the scheduling. And I was like, I had to get into Brandy's very busy schedule.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very busy human. So I'm just kidding. Um, And then, yeah, we went to LA for an award show. It was like, I was a celebrity there, like in the same room with people like Karl Malone and um, just all these basketball greats, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, it was insane. I'm like, what am I doing in this room right now? First of all, um, Zion Williams was there, like, Ugh. just insane. I know that hit a nerve with you, but... <laughs> I, know, I died a little bit inside. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, then we went back to, from LA and got back to Iowa and then did a day trip to St. Louis for another award. And then we did, like, a little tour day in Iowa and went... Uh, she did signings in Davenport, Iowa City, and Des Moines. I just kind of drove for everywhere so she could get her work done on the road uh, because homegirl was trying to graduate. So and she did. Um. So yeah, it was quite the tour, quite the experience, but a once in a lifetime opportunity. I was absolutely exhausted when it was over, but it was so fun. And I I, say, like,
0: what are the so grateful? Like, when would you ever be able? I mean, obviously, we hope we get more.
1: Right, but this I mean players
0: of the year, but
1: yeah. And she was the consensus national player of the year. So it's like, that's why there were so many. Like, she didn't just win one national award. She won, like, four of them. Yeah. So it was like, let's go get all these awards in different big cities. It was absolutely crazy, but awesome.
0: Did you know that you, I don't know if I know this, did you know that you always wanted to do this? Or did you, because I know you went to school for, Mm. like, journalism and all that stuff. But did you always know Mm -hmm. that this is what you wanted?
1: Um, not exactly. No, I knew pretty early on that I wanted to do something in like the sports journalism field. Uh, I think probably like middle school. Like I knew that I had a knack for writing and I knew that I love sports. Like I just was around all the time. So, um, I knew that I wanted to do that, but then I came into college kind of thinking I'd go into the sports reporter realm Mm -hmm. or broadcaster. um, if you would ask me back then, I would, my dream job would be to be the broadcaster for the Chicago Cubs. Um, So that would have been cool. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, it could happen Um, anyway. (laughs) And then my freshman year of college, uh, like before I came here, I had like a friend of a friend who knew the people in athletic communications at Iowa and they set up kind of an informational interview and Ended up interviewing for a student position and got it. So I w- was pretty lucky to get an internship my freshman year of college. And then I realized this was something I loved because it was on the side of the athletes, were um, in the side of um, the team, where you get to be a part of the team instead of reporting on the team. So both are important, but I just liked the side more. uh because because of the relationships honestly I
0: was gonna say talk a little bit about I know I mean you obviously get to build relationships with all teams but your relationship with the ones basketball has Mm -hmm. been very different you talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about like your connection with not even just like I mean the coaches the players Mm -hmm. I mean they've Mm -hmm. really become I feel like actual family for you
1: yeah I, I honestly think it starts from the top down with their department so um our head coach Lisa Bluter has been coaching with Uh, Jan Jensen and Jenny Fitzgerald for like 30 years, like something insane. So like when I, it's like a family because those three are definitely family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of the start of it. Right. And so when that's at your, the top of the program, it kind of just trickles down. And so like, I've never really been a part of a program that just like genuinely cares for everybody involved with their department and their staff. And so every single person manner matters from, the star player to the manager to, you know, that just, like, that keeps stats on the sideline. Like, every single person matters, and they make it known. And so, um, I'm the type of person that, th- like, I really thrive in that kind of setting. I don't know who wouldn't, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I really thrive off relationship building. It's what I think I'm really good at um and (laughs) she's
0: the queen of getting together which like (laughs) taco tuesdays we'll get to but she gets she rallies everyone
1: yeah i just so i obviously like really gelled well in their um on their staff and so um it just you know after a couple years the first year it was just kind of getting my feet wet and then it's then i just started to really create my own voice on their social media accounts and everybody could see that happening and then um just as I got to know the players more and more and more, it just got easier to do my job every day. So why not build, continue to build these relationships? That is one beneficial to me as a human being and two beneficial to me as a professional. Um, So yeah, I feel really lucky to be a part of their team on their staff. Like they are just, um, yeah, they're really great. And I, you know, I wish everybody would have the opportunity to be a part of something like that, to yeah. like be a part of a true family in the workplace. Cause I don't, I, I know that doesn't happen often and I'm like really, really lucky that I'm a part of it. Yeah. They're a good
0: girl. You oh, so good. mentioned being the voice of social media for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brandy's really funny at social media, like almost to a point of Thank annoying. Thank you. Because oh, I'm like, I want to think kidding. of something witty and I'm always like, oh, she's so much better at this than me. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously Twitter is a big part of your job, but mm-hmm. I guess I don't really remember when Twitter started for us, but was it always, I mean, one-liners are your thing. So Twitter's kind of your perfect platform, but was Twitter and social media always your thing beforehand too? Um, like, have you always been funny? <laughs>
1: I think I'm hilarious. I'm the funniest person I've ever met. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I I do think I am witty, though. Like, that's how I would describe my personality. And so when people ask me, they're like, oh, how have you created this voice for the Iowa women's basketball team? And I go, honestly, I think it's just my voice. Yeah. Like, it's just just what I'm thinking, Um, (laughs) which is good. But I think I do... I don't know. I, I I call myself a creative and I just feel like in those moments is where I really shine. Um, I guess I think in sports specifically, I'm such a sports fan. Yeah. Um, and being a fan helps me like tap into, I don't know what a fan would want to see from their team. Yeah. And so that's kind of the lens I think of, uh, of, I don't know. So I think I've always been funny. Um, (laughs) and I just get to have the world see it I guess I don't know I mean she's wow, a was...
0: performer your favorite do you want to tell everyone at your favorite activity to do is
1: oh I love karaoke girl
0: loves karaoke y'all
1: I don't even have to be have drinks like I'll just get up and do it like I, I love the thrill of it super fun like give me a mic let's go
0: what uh. is your go-to <laughs> I mean I've seen you do karaoke but like hands down, if you'd yes. only sing one song for the rest of your life in karaoke what would it be
1: Oh my gosh, Rachel! It just depends on the crowd. You have to read the room. <laughs> Give
0: the people what they but want. But
1: I, yeah, exactly. That's the motto. Um, I, I guess I, it'd probably be something about the Dixie Chicks. Um, either Goodbye Earl, Earl. That's a crowd favorite. Or seeing that um, one in person. Yeah, or Wide Open Spaces. That's pretty good. Um, just because everybody knows those songs, and I'll sing along to them with you. True. But yeah, it's all about reading the room. You know.
0: Which is kind of funny because I have a note. Know- on my n- little notepad for you is obviously you and I have gotten really obsessed into the Enneagram. Yes. Um, And one of the notes, so like Annie F downs, I think I talked to you about them. They were doing, or if not, I've been blasting them on social media, yes. but they, the little notes I put like fear, all the stuff of each number. And mm-hmm. the main thing of Enneagram number two is their gift is they know what others want. Yeah. Um, Is that something that, I mean, when did you dive into Enneagram and when did you like, did you just know right away that you were a two or mm-hmm. did you just um, always resonate with that?
1: So at Harvest City, that's the church I go to, um, they did this Enneagram conference probably almost a year ago and I couldn't go to it, but that's when people really started talking about it around me. You know, that's when I like really got like it in my ear and all this stuff. And then my roommate was really into it, but I'm this person that I'm like, you can't describe me in a box like you can't put me in a box mm-hmm. um and I don't even like like structured activities necessarily I'm like well what if I want to do it this way which is you funny don't like but... structured
0: activities but you schedule taco Tuesday
1: I know I know I like attending structured social events I don't like I don't know that it doesn't really make sense I understand
0: okay. <laughs> I just was like wait you you plan I just don't Caveat, y'all. She it... planned a weekly Taco Tuesday to try all the different taco places in Iowa City and had like a rating scheme.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. But Sorry, keep going. I just, no, I just, um, I don't think you can describe somebody in one way, right? Like, yeah. and so I'm very against, like, I think personality tests are really cool. I enjoy them, but I don't feel like I can just be dialed down to one thing. Well, turns out the Enneagram totally accounts for that. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, "No, you are a complex human being. Here's why. Let me tell you why." And so,
0: <laughs> let me debunk all of your theories.
1: Right. And so, once I started diving into it, probably like honestly like 6 months ago, just like really started looking into it and taking a test and seeing what I was. And I scored really high in a 2. And then I think I would suggest this for anybody who takes the test because you can there's a high probability that you will score highly on a few of them um I suggest listening to like podcasts and things like that about the two um I think the Enneagram songs are really cool by the uh, band sleeping at last I think that's yeah um and I think when you hear people talk about the Enneagram there's one that you will really resonate with the most and like I am, like, full-fledged to too. Like, it makes so much sense. Well, and I heard, um, too,
0: it's the one that frustrates you the most or something is yeah. the one that's gonna you're going to resonate the most with because you get sensitive to it. It's, like, when anyone yeah. offends you, it's, like, well, it's probably because you're insecure about that or something. Like, yeah. Not necessarily going to be insecure about it, but.
1: Yeah, like, it's the one that almost, like, annoys you the most. um And it's just because they can, I don't know, like, because it, it hits your nerve because you're like, oh, shoot, that's me. You know, I'll yeah. like, I don't want to do. I don't want to be described as that, or, um, be that yeah, person. Labelled as that. Be yeah. that person. Yeah, exactly. But I do like if the enneagram is awesome. I think everybody should do it.
0: Yeah, and it's just been like a cool thing too. I think not only to learn about yourself, but learn about mm-hmm. so many other people. Like it helps me so much learn about my friends and people in my life. I'm like, oh, that's why they do this this way, or oh yeah, be more absolutely. sensitive of things because. I mean this kind of goes into you as well and I guess I never really realized it until I'm saying it right now like the two Mm -hmm. is the helper and so they're going to do everything Mm -hmm. and it makes me think of that time during season that you like hit a wall and you weren't doing like you health health wise you were like struggling because you were going a thousand miles Mm -hmm. a minute helping everyone else.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah and that's that's like a huge part of the two it's like I will do whatever I can for anybody else. And I will just continually put myself on the back burner. And that hit me so hard during this basketball season specifically. Yeah. Um, and not because it was anybody forcing me to do any of these things. Like, I don't want that to be the thing. It's like, it's like, I just really cared about whatever, what everybody else needed and put my whole heart into what everybody else needed. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, like I am extremely stressed out to the point of chest pains this is not good. <laughs> well, yeah, cause you can see,
0: yeah, it's not cause everyone's needing you, like telling, telling you have to mm-hmm. do it. It was, you can see what everyone needs help with so that you'll help yep. them.
1: Yep. And I, a uh, two, um, which I really resonate with really loves being needed. Yeah. And they love being the one to like help you. And, um, I feel like most loved when people need me and like rely on me. And I feel like that creates value for my life. um, so that's kind of the one of the descriptions of it, too. There's In the Enneagram song, there's one line in particular that, like, really stands out, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's something along, along the lines of, like, take my beating heart um, out of my chest, like, if you need it more. Like, something like that. Like, oh, I gosh. would give you – like, it's, like, insanely crazy, but that's, like, totally the, like,
0: the How line that it. hit me the
1: most in that song. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Do you think that's why, too, like, you – too, do you think that's why you always are really good about like getting everyone together and like because you can take, yeah. you can take control i don't know if those are like not intermixed with each other but for example mm-hmm. when um we're at weddings brandy decides to lead the what, what what song was it
1: it was the cupid shuffle but really any line really dance, any line honest. dance she
0: got in front of the wedding thing and was like everyone on my count so she can be assertive oh um, yeah <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing too, where it's like, I feel like I, I think too, when a lot of people hear about twos, they think of someone who's like passive or um, mm-hmm. anything like that. And like, I wouldn't necessarily stereotype or pigeon you hold into that either. But I guess that's the point that every there's multiple shades.
1: Yeah, I think I guess the best way I can describe it is like, I'll be in a room full of people to so say Taco Tuesday, and I am looking at everybody in that room and I can figure out what they're thinking about usually. Um, So, or I can see if they're off. So like if you, or if you came in the office one day and you said, hi, how you doing? And you acted all chipper, but I would know something's wrong Mm -hmm. by the way you're acting. Like I just just know it or feel it or uh, just, yeah, really feel it honestly more than anything. And so when I, I'm a wing three and that kind of goes into my hosting. ability. Like I love to be a host. That makes sense. And I think the reason I'm, what I think is a good host is because I can see what other people are thinking or how they're feeling. And then it's, it's totally reading a room and figuring out how I can best help each person in the room. Which know? totally
0: makes sense because threes like shape shift to what people want
1: mm-hmm.
0: out of like the room too. So y'all obviously can right. both read rooms. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. So going kind of switching gears a little bit, but yeah, Not entirely. I mean, going into, obviously you mentioned that at Harvest City, the church was where you learned about the Enneagram. But, mm-hmm. um, I think too, I've heard that the twos and Enneagrams are the most, like the most Christian women get numbered as twos because they're helpers mm-hmm. and all these things. Um, mm-hmm. since obviously you were newer to Enneagram, like, did, were you, obviously for people who listened to my first episode, Brandy was the one that took me to church on it was baptismal Sunday and decided to tell me <laughs> on the first day of church.
1: <laughs> okay, hold on. Disclaimer. I wasn't trying to hide it. Just so everyone No, knows. no, no. Like, I do
0: make it sound bad. Just, you weren't trying to hide it.
1: <laughs> I was not. I just was like, I knew we were gonna have a regular sermon that day. It wasn't like it was in place of a sermon. And so I was just like, Hey, um, we're probably gonna run long today because we're gonna have baptism. So just say so you no. Know, like it didn't even cross my mind to be like, Oh, she was not gonna wanna come at baptism Sunday, but now it's kinda of funny looking back with
0: looking that you most wouldn't wanna do that thing. Yeah. yeah. Well <laughs> and in your defense too, I asked to go to church. So it wasn't like you're like, you should come exactly to this one.
1: Exactly. I wasn't one like one of those crazy people, you guys. So I just want you to know that. She's like <laughs>
0: disclaimer, you guys, I'm fine. I'm not I'm not psycho. <laughs> um
1: so Harvest City,
0: I know you were very um engrossed in like the process of it starting since it just is like mm-hmm. a little over a year old. Um mm-hmm. I mean you can go as far back as like starting. I don't really know when you I know you kind of re-got involved in college with faith, but Mm -hmm. I did not know, like, growing up, you were really involved
1: in church. Yeah, so I grew up going to church uh, with my extended Brit family. That was, like, kind of our thing on Sundays, and we all go get lunch after, and it was, like, this whole thing. Until, like, maybe late elementary school, early middle school and then i got like really involved in sports my parents were really like involved in their jobs and it sunday just became the only day that we like had a day off and so we just like kind of didn't go anymore which was fine but i i would still have thought you know oh i'm a believer like yeah i believe in god um and then i did like the whole confirmation thing when i was like i think like 12 mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, I was involved in a uh, fellowship of Christian athletes, like all these things surrounding me. So I knew that being a Christian was like the good thing to do. And I had associated it with like social activities growing up. And so, yeah. So anyway, um, I got to college and I was walking on the TN Cleary walkway. And the first week of college, it's like full of people asking for you to like take surveys and all these things and handing out free stuff. And so I just, like, stopped and I took one of these surveys and checked a box saying that I would, like, wanted more information on 24-7, which was a college ministry at Iowa. Um, And then I went back to my room and I, in Courier, and I walked by a door and my current roommate actually now, Sarah Flutterer, lived there with uh, one of my roommates in college, Leah. And they had a 24-7 flyer on their door. And there was a Monday night thing for like freshmen only, and I was just like, hey, are you guys going to this? And they're like, yeah. So I ended up just going with them 24/7. Um, and then it was like a month or so, month-ish into college, where I like, I would say accepted Jesus as my savior. But the point here is that I realized that it wasn't just this. Christianity is something you do because you're a good person or just for social activities or um, just because it's the right thing to do. It was, no, no, no. Like Jesus Christ died on a cross for my sin, for Mm -hmm. my like shortcomings. And that was a very personal thing. Like he had me in mind when he died on that cross Mm -hmm. and um, it just became a personal thing. It it became one of these things where for so long it was just, a thought, a nice thought out in the clouds. And now it became something that was like on the ground and in my heart. And um so it was pretty quickly in the college that I became a believer. And thank God, honestly. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just crazy that I actually like filled out a survey and that I did not know was that what got all. me plugged in. I know. I know. Um yeah that got me plugged in and then now it's like some of my best friends are you know are from that ministry and I feel really lucky to have a group of friends that kind of stuck with me through it all and yeah so
0: and it's something that you're always like really open about I mean like I had mentioned to you obviously pretty early on like we didn't we never talked about faith until I was like semi-interested in it yeah but I knew that you were a believer and I don't think I mean do you, I, you, do you have a cross ring? But, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing, yeah. it's like screaming yep. that you have it. They're like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. But how do you like see, is it something that you actively think about all the time? Cause like you're one of those people too that like, as Trisha jokes, like you and your friends, as she like would be like, they're always, they're all in like such good places in their life. But it's like, you do like just re, this like very high energy and I know it's part of your personality but like has that Mm -hmm. always been Mm -hmm. you do you get what I'm trying to say
1: yeah I do think that I've always had this bubbly personality that can uh I guess I would describe it it's like when I invite people and I don't mean this in a pompous way at all but when I invite people somewhere usually people show up Mm -hmm. and I and it's not for me and I'm not saying that but just because I can um organize an activity right or whatever it may be and that we're gonna have fun and so I think I've always had that kind of personality but I do think since I became a Christian like my heart for that has totally changed it's instead of being like oh I just want to gather all these people because I can do that and that's something that I find pride in um and not to say that I don't still struggle with that now it's like I can gather all these people and I can get to know them for who they are And on the flip side, they can get to know me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so my motivation has changed in that. Um, But I never want to give off this appearance that I have it all together necessarily. Like, I think um, I just want to be really genuine in the fact, like, when I'm struggling, you can tell I'm struggling. And when I'm, even if I'm still smiling, like, I'll still let you know what's going on in my life. Or I just wanna be like really authentic with people. Um, because I don't understand the point of living life if you're not, to be honest. Um so yeah, I don't I do wear a cross ring every day. Um I post on social media about being a Christian from time to time. Not all the time, but like I think it's a really good avenue, um, that people can know, Oh yeah, she's a Christian. And that makes sense with her actions. Yeah. You know. Um So I don't really know that I just, I answered that question at all. I think
0: you did. um, And I don't really know what my question was, to be honest. It just. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. Um, It
1: escaped me. (laughs) No,
0: because I just was, I'm thinking about like you've, and I don't know how much you want to get into it or not get into Mm -hmm. it, but like with like your brother or like what you're going through with your parents right now, like when you Mm -hmm. have, since you are the helper and you are the person that is always doing things for other people, Mm -hmm. it's in a sense of not that you won't ask for help necessarily. um, Mm Mm-hmm. But just, like, how do you deal with that or deal with low circumstances or, like, low points of life when mm-hmm. you are the one that usually brings the energy and is, like, the bubbly personality?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So, I guess the back story here. So, I said I accepted Jesus as a freshman in college. And, like, when I said thank God, I really mean it because it really was at the right time because the years that followed – um, even up until now, but mainly there's a four year span that I lost, um, a bunch of people to like the peop- a bunch of people in my life passed away that were really close to me. Um, first being my family friend, Carl, and then my grandma, Britt, who was, um, up until that point, my biggest Christian influence in my life. Um, and then, um, uh, my grandma Carti passed away later, but the one that really shook up my world was my brother. um, mm-hmm. And I, on, it was January 17th, 2016, I was waking up, I was supposed to work a men's basketball game that day, um, and I got this call, and I I remember I, I had, like, I had just woken up, and I had, like, went to the bathroom for a second, and I turned the shower on, and I went back into my room to, like, get all my, like, my hair towel and all these things, or whatever, and I got a, my phone was ringing, and I just knew something was off. Like I just, it was my dad on the line and I just knew that this was not going to be a good call. And I thought it was going to be what my grandma Carti, um, who was, uh, had cancer at the time. And so I get the call and I could hear it in his voice that something's wrong. And I go, what's going on? And then he said, Jody's gone. And I just like, I, I, I just like crashed to the floor and I was like screaming and my roommate at the time, Megan just like came running out and just like put her arms around me and just like hugged me, because I was just, like, hysterical, um, and so, yeah, my brother overdosed on heroin, um, and he had a drug problem for a while, like, a long time in his life, honestly, like, growing up, um, there had always been a struggle there, but up until that point, it had felt like it was getting better, Mm -hmm. so it kind of, like, really shook me, um, that that happened, and so, um, and if I, could describe my brother he was hysterical like so funny but so inappropriate <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like so um he would discriminate against everybody like anything like, pc
0: take it off the table
1: exactly like if the worst notification in my life would be like jody keller has tagged you in something on facebook and i'd be like oh dear god the straight like, I get fear over there. like
0: please no <laughs> like,
1: yeah i don't want anybody to see this um yeah but you know that was just kind of his humor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but anyway, I Jody was probably the farthest thing from a Christian in my mind, and so the moment that I became a Christian, one of my biggest fears was losing my brother. Um,
0: like getting close think, with him. No, like or just like like actually losing him.
1: Like losing him to like overdose. Okay. Um, just because I knew he was so lost. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want him to die. That seems so permanent like if he's not a believer then where's he going to go when he dies yeah um that's scary you know yeah um and so yeah that was his death was painful it was devastating um i felt like i had failed him when he died like that i um that maybe i didn't tell him enough about god or just just have more meaningful conversations with him I was like was our whole relationship a joke um you know like Mm -hmm. uh we we goofed around a lot and we were nine years apart to the day so we were born on the same day we're nine years apart and so there's clearly an age gap but you know when we got older we we got pretty close yeah it kind of fades away yeah and so um yeah I felt like some guilt there but I remember journaling that night and I, I still read those pages a lot I Gosh, journaling is the best thing, and I hope everybody does it because it's so good to go back. Um, but I just filled page after page after page, just pleading and praying that in his last moments, uh, that he got to experience Jesus and that he got to see God for who He was, and um, praying that he was he never felt alone in that moment. So if you know anything about heroin overdose, it's not pretty. don't, like, don't Google it. Like, it's, like, a very, like, slow and painful process, and, like, so I just remember praying that, like, he would, he experienced God in those moments, and I'll never know, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that, like, I know that until his last breath that God never stopped running after him, that gives me peace, and, um... Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. it's it you know? so
0: amazing that, like, too through it, like, it wasn't a questioning moment for you. It was even kind of more mm-hmm. so, like, falling deeper into his arms of being like, "You love mm-hmm. me, and you're here for me through that." I just would hope that he felt he felt that, that your brother felt that during that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 my fear was that I would never get to see him again. Right? Like, that was my fear before it happened. Yeah. And then when it happened, it was like it wasn't just, I might never get to see him again. That didn't, honestly, the thought didn't even cross my mind. It was God. I hope you got to experience all that God has to offer mm-hmm. and all that I've experienced. Um, And so that from that point on, like that totally changed the way that I view things. Like it's not about wanting to see people again one day. That's great. That's good. Like we, that's a beautiful promise that we get. You know, people of every tribe, tongue, and nation, and that's something that we, you know, are gonna have one day in heaven. But like, when we're here, it's about people like experience the Lord for who He is, and like, I want people to experience what I've experienced as a Christian. Um, you know, and that's that's what is that's what it's about. Um, well,
0: you said you said something to me like. When I first mm-hmm. came to that, I was always stuck with me that, like, you felt overwhelming calmness in a time that you should have never have felt calm.
1: Mm, yep. Yep. Like, an overwhelming peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel that daily. And I, I don't – and just, like, do not sugarcoat it to people. Like, it hurts like hell. Like Yeah, like, not it's, you're not that, trying you know? to undermine – Yeah, like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think and mourn the loss of my brother, you know, or, like, um, oh, I didn't expect to cry, but, like, uh, no, it's fine, everything's fine, (laughs) or I thought, like, I always thought Jody would be, like, the craziest uncle in the world, like, I'm sad that he won't be able to do that here, or, um, that one day, God willing, I'll, like, find my future husband, and that my brother won't be able to, like, heckle him on Christmas, or... Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I miss, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, but at the end of the day, it's not about, if I'm not living for the eternal, then there's like no purpose to my life, you know, like, um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but. (laughs) No, I think it does. And like, yeah,
0: we've talked about too, that I think, I mean, and then your brother is your brother and no one will ever replace him. But you, we've kind of mm-hmm. joked about too. Like you just, I mean, it made me think of it when you're talking about, you know, being an uncle and things like that. You're like, I'm more scared for Scott. Who's our pastor at Harvest city. or The guys at the church to meet my future boyfriend rather than I, my yeah. dad. You're like, those are the people that are going to yeah. do it. And it just is different. I mean, your your blood is your blood and there's no replacing that but i think it it just goes to prove how much like other families can be such a
1: huge thing Um. oh yeah for sure for sure like um my best friend from home taylor like um she was like my parents third child you know like who's always at our house and stuff and so like i know that like i look at her kid kid and gonna be kids super pumped about that but like um like they're my own you know nephew, like he's my own nephew, Mike Me's my, my nephew, or um in my church family like I like they like refer to me as aunt B, you know, mm-hmm. and like I'm so grateful for that because I have these awesome relationships here um that I found at Harvest city um in my I call them my Iowa city family, and like yeah, my first call might be to my that's gonna be to my parents like. They always have my back, too, but it's so nice to have a community of people, like, where I'm at, you know, like, that are, like, just, just right down the street. <laughs> yeah. Um, For when shit hits the fan, that's who you can call, and and they can be there in a second, where my parents are going to be there, but, it's, you know, they're going to take three hours to drive up here, and that's okay, but. <laughs> when it's the
0: people, like, you do life with that, like
1: yeah every we day s'mores
0: yep. four times a week <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I've eaten s'mores with my my Wilson family the I don't know so many times this month and I love every minute of it <laughs> so, <laughs> um yeah just you know the people that you you do life with yeah and um yeah I feel really lucky to have that
0: you and, know yeah and I think it just is like such a big testament and I've probably said this to you but I don't know if I have like such a big testament to you because like you said like you can get groups of people together but the people that are around you are always like really actually family like I mean if you go back to like the women's basketball team you obviously Mm. like that's bluters running of it but like you're so they want you a part of that family and like I would the Harvest City family like I wanted to be a part of that family because I saw like Mm. what was going on with it and then like all these little kids like I mean yeah, like, I, I mean, their families with little kids, so they'll take someone who's gonna like hang out with their kids, but like, they're like, n- you're the one that gets asked to go to a cabin. You know what I mean? Like, you're the one without the kids that's gonna get yeah. to go hang out with the kids. And so I think it just is like such a big testament. And like, too, like, even just like, outside of that like I mean I know I keep saying like Taco Tuesdays and stuff like that but you're yeah. the one that like rallies everyone together and brings mm-hmm. that family atmosphere and I think it's something yes it's like your tuness or whatever the hell it is like who cares why <laughs> but like you you do it well and like you you find people's like little antics and kind of like how they like will fit into different situations um and I think it's that's just been really cool to see like being on the com- completely being on the outside and like being able then moving in and then seeing it happen as well has been really cool to see like, yeah, you don't, you're not like orchestrating and puppeteering, but like, you just, you know, you get people. And so you can yeah. just do enough that like it all kind of fits together.
1: Well, thanks, man. I, yeah. I do feel like this is kind of coming back to an earlier question. Like, have I always been this way? um yeah Yeah. in a sense but now I've just learned to accept that this is what I'm good at and this is what God's made me good at yeah and so why not do it to his glory right um Mm -hmm. and again I don't want to like sugarcoat anything like I fail in it all the time like are there times where I just want some credit for planning taco Tuesday that was this (laughs) huge success this is a lot of work (laughs) Right or other, you know, like there are times where my motivation is not right, but but even then, like to see what got like God using that. Like I mean, you're a perfect example. Like, did I create Taco Tuesday to like get you to come to Jesus? Quote unquote. No, <laughs> not at all. Like that wasn't that wasn't my intention, and it just happened to be this cool way that you got to know all of my friends who also happened to be at my church. Yeah, you know, um. I just, there wasn't any like plotting at all. I was just like, oh, we all love tacos. Let's all come together.
0: Let's all go together. You know? Which I think has been so cool too, because it's like people, they're just genuinely fun people. And then everyone's always like, how do you know each other? It's like, oh, we got a church together. And you're like, your church group like drinks Mars and like yeah. does karaoke and like whatever. And you're like, yeah, we're normal people. We just like God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Jesus and I also like to drink a little. Okay. Yeah. Like that's just who it's I creamy. am. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so true. And I just, I always joke, like every Tuesday, I'm like, I feel like Tuesdays are my birthday because I'm like the connecting point. And so everybody there, like, knows me in some way. So it's like all of my people. It's always your in, party. One, in one location. It's like my party.
0: Well, you also changed <laughs> so, it now. So, I mean, I'm I'm not part of Taco Tuesday anymore because I don't live there, but you changed it so that people don't, like, have to thumbs up the thing. They text you separately. And I'm like, Brandy just wanted more texts. <laughs>
1: That's so true. There's nothing more satisfying than having your phone like blow up all day, <laughs> and then you're
0: like, "What is going on?" You're like, "Oh, we have 12 people going to Taco Tuesday. Great,
1: today. awesome." <laughs> Has it always and been tacos? Kind of fun.
0: Like for you, tacos is your jam.
1: I have loved all types of Mexican food since the day I was born. Oh, Doug, you're the dip queen.
0: You're the, you're like guac queen.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't always love guac though. I know that's shocking what? to people. I know I taste buds change people keep trying things thank god I did because guac is a big part of my life
0: what was Um, your go-to dip before guac
1: I mean I've always loved queso um
0: but like we would
1: make like yeah so just cheese really (laughs) um I would make this thing called a baked potato dip have you ever had that no oh it's it is something (laughs) um it's basically like cream che- cheese, sour cream, cheddar cheese, bacon bits, chives. Put so in a it's, crock pot. it's a
0: baked potato minus the potato?
1: Correct. It's like a loaded baked potato. Um, and you like let it um, melt in a crock pot and get all gooey and delicious. And it's pretty good. Oh my That gosh. was like one of my go What Would
0: you just use normal chips with it?
1: Yeah, I like it with tortilla chips okay. personally. Now, you could also put that on a potato and it would probably be pretty damn good
0: that's true um, but sell um, let's sell potatoes people yeah <laughs> <laughs> for people um, who don't know i just started out a potato <laughs> company <laughs> so really trying to push that envelope
1: <laughs> yeah just really just yeah Sel- yeah Sublish- supplemental messaging it'll be fine um yeah so that or uh bacon cheddar ranch dip is my go-to my friends know it as bake chick um but it's that's a cold dip and it's just like bacon the ranch dip yeah, it's just like the ranch dip packet, um, cheddar cheese, bacon bits, sour cream. And you just mix it up and you you chill it and usually eat that with potato chips. Um, if you're really feeling fancy, you can whip up some beer bread to go with it, and now that's good. I mean,
0: mind you, I'm very hungry right now, but I'm this also I haven't hungry. had either of these. I've only had guac and your pizza dip did you make a pizza oh, yeah. dip on new year's
1: yeah yep, pizza dip
0: yeah
1: absolutely that's easy too.
0: it's just it's melted just, cheese essentially right
1: <laughs> literally it's cheese on cheese with a little bit of sauce pizza sauce in between so okay. pretty delicious
0: well, um so maybe a lot that, of cheese maybe that's why people come to all of your events because there's <laughs> Oh, it's
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's. It's not dip. your
0: one-liners. It's not the karaoke or game night. It's all of the. So dips. you're
1: telling
0: me I'm not funny? <laughs> no, I mean you are. <laughs> you know, like seriously, she's Brandy's also thing is, <laughs> which it can be either be funny or very inappropriate. Is uh, the her <laughs> she that's what they call oh, in high school. <laughs> it's her school. response yeah. to yeah everything. And yeah, does, and I don't, I don't think that's an original works.
1: thing. Um I'm pretty sure I you know, it was that was a group effort on where that started, but I've really taken it and run with it.
0: You have I mean, I'll give you full credit cuz I've really I think I've heard that like one other time in my life and you say it with everything and it works all the time.
1: Yeah, you just got to know right when to say it. You know? Yeah. Like you know when not to say it though. I learned this the hard way. Oh, when you're in a group when you're in a group full of high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't even think about it it's not funny yet they don't know
0: they don't get they
1: it don't They don't get it well and Our high schoolers now party. i feel like
0: are just so um, they would just even if they was funny they probably wouldn't laugh on it anyways
1: i mean they don't know what it means to like look back on your high school years with like i don't know just to laugh at yourself, how you know. All, they will. How soon.
0: awkward you are, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm at my prime, and you're like, you just wait until you're in like your mid twenties.
1: <laughs> you just wait until we look back and at your profile pictures and see what you did.
0: Those poor kids, though, they have their social media out until like elementary school.
1: Oh, I know. God bless my space for like, being Shut in, shutting obsolete. down. <laughs> yeah, it's back, I think, but like. I deleted my profile because nobody needed to see that, you
0: know. Yeah, I need to go back and do that. That, that was just bad. bad. Oh, not before we Google everybody. Google. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we immediately. I have some time. This isn't a live stream. I have some time yeah. before this goes live to shut down the MySpace. Oh,
1: I'm sorry, I ruined it for everybody. <laughs> oh, ruined it. Um.
0: Well, I have one more question. Okay, I'm nervous. Um, since and it's kind of a good streamlined since we we're just talking about food as since this is called slice of your life which sidebar uh, brandy may or may not have helped name the podcast
1: um, i named the podcast rachel let's give me the credit
0: hundo <laughs> <laughs> she named the podcast guys um, <laughs> since it is called slice of your life as you know what is your favorite slice Ooh, there's i was trying to explain to someone i was like it's here, now in Chicago, it's the debate of, like, Luminati's or Giordano's. Mm-hmm. But I don't really care mm-hmm. if you have an opinion on that. You can make your opinion if you want to. But just if you're going to order a slice of pizza or a mm-hmm. pizza, what would it be?
1: It's hard because it's also dependent on my mood. I mean, I guess. I'll take a couple. Um, you know, I – so shout out to Marquis. Um, they have this thing called the Wolfenstein that is the bomb.com. And you probably know what's on it better than I do. I just think it's delicious.
0: Yeah, um, it has um, cured meat and mushrooms. <laughs> Look, I can go into – it's a white pizza, if anyone. It's a white pizza. Which is really yeah, good with, delicious. like, mushrooms and, like, um, it's speck. Mm-hmm. Which, for yeah, people who don't know, it's, like – think of prosciutto cooked, I guess, would be the best way to explain it.
1: Yeah, but I think my favorite slice of all time is – um homemade pizza and we get this crust from this like little store um, near my hometown and it's so good and I just we get some fresh like Italian sausage Mm. put that with mozzarella cheese and just I'm a plain simple gal when it comes to this pizza I just want the cheese and the sausage the fresh sausage that makes a difference um sorry Rachel you can't have this
0: but um (laughs) (laughs) I can't eat sausage you guys (laughs)
1: um but yeah so good so delicious
0: do you um, I just did definitely. a whole entire report on sauces do you dip your crust in mm-hmm. anything
1: Ooh, uh no sometimes I put a little olive oil on it though oh okay like, I'm into that. And, like you know spread it out um just to give it a little flair I'm just, you know spice it up spice it up I'm
0: very very much into that it's like everyone in the Midwest is all about the ranch and I'm like I get it it doesn't taste bad, yeah. but like, why are we ruining things?
1: Here's the thing: I am a ranch dressing aficionado, but I do not put it on pizza. I don't think it belongs on pizza.
0: Okay, I'm here. I for it.
1: think it belongs on everything else, probably, but just not pizza. Just so. not pizza. Okay, I'm okay. gonna get a lot of hate for that. So
0: yeah, you probably will, especially because majority of the people that we know are in the Midwest, and they—that's their thing.
1: Please send all your hate mail to Rachel. Thank yeah, you. You can,
0: all, you can all filter it and <laughs> Care we'll of. go from there. <laughs> well, I also, where can people find you? I I beefed up your social media that you're hilarious. Ooh, so now you're actually under you. some pressure. Where can people find you on oh, yes. the Twitter um, and
1: Insta? Yeah. Okay. Twitter is, uh, so they're both, wait, are they the same? I think so. I don't so. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should really know this. Like I work in social. Um. <laughs> Do you need me to have um, look? No, I got it. Okay, they're both the same, so this is gonna be easy for people. It's B Brit thirty-four, but it's B E E. Like so spelled brandy with two E's, so the two We're E's dancing. at the end of it. So yeah, so the, oh yeah, that's a good way to describe it, Rachel. <laughs> um, so B like the Insect, and then Brit, B R I T T three four. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm my most funny on Twitter, probably. Yeah. Um, But I have, I've, I've been known for a clever Instagram caption, and I'm pretty proud of that, so.
0: Also, probably half of my Instagram captions are also written by Brandy Brett. so.
1: Yeah, if um, you guys need some captions, just let me know. I'm happy to help. She's great um, wedding at Wedding hashtags. Wedding hashtags. It's a new business that I'm starting unofficially.
0: If there's uh, any, like, one-liners, just go to Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. Send job. them my way. I'm actually Happy really help. proud of us, but you didn't get into laughing fits. We have this, Brandy and I will get into this thing where we just start <laughs> laughing and cannot stop. And then we can't make words for the next like three hours. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud. Uh, I mean, I could have cut it out, but it just helps for everyone that that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Ugh. it's a rarity. So this is a gem. That's this is what a gem. this must mean. Well, thank you mm-hmm. so much
0: for coming on and sharing your story and giving some pretty stellar dip recipes
1: oh yeah absolutely thanks for having me yeah i didn't think i was cool enough to be on a podcast but lo and behold you know here i am you are for me
0: <laughs> y'all isn't she freaking hilarious gosh i love her um, but I'm not kidding. She's the queen of getting everyone together. She even texted me this weekend at like five o'clock. We're having game night at eight. If you leave now, you'll only be a little bit late. So she's great at getting everyone together, even when I'm the homebody and doesn't want to do anything, or when I live in Chicago. Um, but in all seriousness, she's been amazing for me, um, just as a friend, but also through my faith journey and just being there for me to answer questions to or give me advice and all of that stuff. So I could not be more thankful for Brandy and even more so for her opening up on this podcast to you, all of you. Um, and I hope you guys got a little glimpse of how great she is. Um, well, that's all for me. This week has been kind of crazy. Um, I hope that the weather gets better and I tried two churches last week. So I think I'm going to try to stick to just one this week. Um, but I, did try a new coffee place called groundswell it was amazing and i had a turmeric latte i know it sounds gross but it was unreal and i actually did try a new pizza place too i got up with two of my good friends in the suburbs and we had aurelio's pizza which apparently my dad went to high school with the people who started aurelio's so that was kind of cool but yeah it was good thin crust but i did mess up and i didn't ask for it to get it well done so next time thin crust well done pizza I will, I will do my best to remember that for you guys and report back. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great day, and this is it for Slice Up Your Life.